Blog Talk Radio. And I Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guest is Melissa Dilley. Um, this is actually a two-part show. We actually, I just recorded, did a pre-record with Melissa, and as she started talking, and we started talking about her um, her journey living with HD and how it's impacted her life. Um, she has a lot of experience about speaking about um, survivor's guilt. Um, Melissa's mother passed away in 2008. Um, she has siblings, and um, she did test negative uh, at the age of 24. And we often talk about, um, you know, how we support our patients and our loved ones and the family unit as a whole. So um, as Melissa was was talking, I asked her if she would do kind of a second show with us um, about survivor's guilt, and she, I'm so thankful she said yes. Um, she's heavily involved in the Huntington's Disease Society of America National Youth Alliance. Um, she has been serving on the board for six years now, um, so she has a lot of friends in the HD community and is involved, so I think this is great. She's willing to talk to us. Um, a little bit about survivor's guilt. I won't have her repeat her story because she just told us in the last show. So if you want to hear a little bit about her background, if you guys just go and click on your show right above this show, you can hear more about Melissa. But for this show, let's really kind of just talk about survivor's guilt. So uh, thank you for coming back on the show with us, uh, Melissa. And um, let's talk about survivor's guilt. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me back. Um, I think that in general, when it comes to survivors go in the HD community, that can apply to anyone who um, just doesn't have HD. So it could be people who are not even at risk, like if you have half or sub-family members or even spouses or caregivers. But typically in the realm of the HD community, when we talk about survivor's guilt, it's specific to testing gene negative. Um, and this is something, you know, I have talked about a lot and I'm still working to define it. So I'm definitely not an expert by any means, but I do appreciate having conversations about it because I think it's important to learn how to describe and define and put words to these feelings. Um, Cause I feel like survivor's guilt is just like a term that's mentioned so casually. And the first time I heard it, I thought, okay, here is a, a pretty little box labeled survivor's guilt with, you know, compartments in it that are organized and these are the things you feel and then I experienced it and I'm like this is definitely definitely not that it doesn't fit into a neat little box and it's a lot of complicated feelings that are difficult to describe um, and I will say too that not everyone that has gene negative experiences survivor's guilt and that's totally okay 
um, I think there's just such a wide array of feelings that you can experience that that can that can encompass survivor's guilt. So it's definitely not a, a one size fits all. Right. Yeah, and I, it's it's so interesting that um, like I just finished reading um, amazing Dr. Bird's "Can You Help Me" book. And he doesn't talk about survivor's guilt, but he talks about testing process. And he talks about, like, all these different case studies because he had been, you know, caring for patients with HD for 45 years in the clinic. He had tested hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And um, so he talks about how everyone is so different, right? Their testing process is so mm-hmm. different depending on their personalities and their families and their backgrounds. And Huntington's is not, like you said, one size fits all. We are, we are individual people, individual families, individual history. Um, we are all joined by this common, um, unfortunately, disease. I wish we were all bonded together through something else because it is an amazing community. But, we, that's, but everyone's so different. So I'm glad you recognize that, yes, absolutely, people are going to deal with this different with having different personalities and coping mechanisms of guilt and grief, right? Because it's kind of guilt and grief are so, they're so in line with each other. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so for me, it's these overwhelming feelings of, you know, why not me? Like, why can't I be the one with HD? And like, why can't I, mm-hmm. I just have the strongest desire to be able to like take it from someone. And, um, and it's kind of one of these things where, like I said, how like my whole life, I just knew I had it. So finding out I didn't, didn't, really it's not like I was doing things in my life specifically making decisions like you know I'm going to decide to do this with school because I you know think I know that I have it um so there wasn't any like huge adjustment once I found out I tested negative but um just kind of having these feelings of you know wanting to retest I've talked to a lot of people who've tested gene negative who we all have this weird unrealistic idea that we are the one mistake that was ever made in a lab and her sample got switched with someone. And, you know, mm. it's, I have this strong desire to want to retest, which is, you know, pretty irrational, but, but that little inkling of me thinks like, well, maybe they accidentally switched my thing with someone else and therefore I could take HD from someone. So it's a really mm. deep mm. guilt in that way. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and um, so when you feel the, can you give us some examples of maybe some um, emotions or feelings that you have felt that you've been able to connect that, okay, this is not this, this is survivor's guilt, some examples? Yeah, I think that um, definitely has been waves of, of that, wanting like wishing I had HD wishing I could take it from someone um it's a lot of there's also this um I feel like once I started to kind of acknowledge these feelings and talk about it I had this powerful realization that I had to allow myself to mourn because it's not like I lost someone because I tested negative but I realized I lost a piece of my identity and after testing negative it took me a while to kind of realize that, but, you know, because I expected to be gene, be gene positive and be just like my mom, it felt like that was the last connection I had with my mom. And so there was a way where I had to kind of mourn that change where I'm like, okay, so that's not part of my identity, even though I was living my life like it was. Um, 
and there's like dynamics of like the relationships with like my friends and family um you know people in my life who are like well great you're gene negative you're fine you'll never have Huntington's and you know kind of having almost an animosity I guess to say which is you know, and, and to be fair, you know, people who are kind of outside of our world of, of HD, you know, there's parts that they might not quite get. But for me, I'm like, I'm not in the clear because I tested G negative. I mean, most of my family's positive and now I'm reaccepting this role that in the future, I'm going to be a caregiver. And um, mm-hmm. so it's difficult sometimes with like members of my family, um, especially when I think some of them, feel that because I'm so involved that, you know, if I, if I visit with them, I'm like looking for symptoms and, you know, I have to Mm. kind of constantly remind them that it's kind of a natural thing to do, but I'm also not trying to do that, but I want to be able to have resources for them when they're ready. So there's definitely been a lot of changes in different dynamics. Um, And um, I do go to therapy um, and I'm a, I'm a big, advocate for therapy counseling I think it's wonderful um and so dealing with some waves of like anxiety and depression and sometimes the thoughts are overwhelming about the family members I have in my life who will have Huntington's um as well as the people within my Ohana which is the family I call um that I found within the National Youth Alliance um a lot of people have tested gene positive or who I know that are still at risk and, um, you know, every time they talk about testing or if someone's results come back gene positive, you know, I just, I feel that pang of, um, of, of this type of grief where I'm like, I wish I could take it from you and a piece of grief that's, you know, I don't want to see you start to get sick, um, which is difficult. I think as a child growing up with Huntington's, like I had no choice. It was just there in front of me. Um, so, and then I'm in a relationship with someone who's at risk. So now I have like my, my own family, my Ohana family, and then my partner's family. And so at this point, I'm like, this is just my entire life. And <laughs> so I think it's been right, more important sure. to process these feelings and get through them. Um, and I think the hardest thing has been learning to like take care of myself and find time for myself. Um, so there, there are still feelings that pop up here and there, but I think the most important lesson I've learned is kind of just staying in the present and embracing what is. And um, one thing that my partner and I do is that when we think about the future and those scary aspects, we talk about them, we acknowledge them and then we let them pass. Cause if you don't talk about these things, they kind of fester and, create more anxiety um, than you would want ideally so that has been a good a good method of coping with that <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and I know like so um a lot of I have a lot of friends that have tested negative and they talk to me about survivor's guilt and um, a lot of them say you know their biggest thing is with their siblings and um, is uh, for instance, my best friend, her her both of you know, her brother has Huntington's. She is his caregiver now. Mm-hmm. Um, their mother passed, and she always the biggest guilt she feels is she has children and her brother does not. Um, 
and she always will look over because he just loves children. He loves their games. He loves doing all this. And she said it's so hard for her to say, why do I get this? Why do I get to watch my son play football or baseball or soccer? And I get to, you know, be a mom and I get to do all that. And he doesn't. He will never get that. And she feels so much guilt um, because of her being able to experience so much that her brother will never experience because he, he didn't get married young. He wait, you know, he was, he ended up getting sick before he had, you know, he had children before he even knew his, she actually was, had her babies before she knew her gene status um, mm. and then tested negative. Um, so um, it's, it's really interesting the different types of, of guilt that she's, I think, experienced over. She talks about like past guilt, future guilt and present guilt so guilt yeah. isn't just like in the present. There's so much guilt that's felt um, through the whole process of HD, especially when it's like you, you and my uh, my best friend as well, where HD's been your whole life, right? Like mm-hmm. HD wasn't just dropped on you. HD has been a part of your, you know, she cared for her grandmother with HD, and then she her mother, and so this like it's a whole lifespan where HD has impacted her life. Um, and she's so funny. The one thing she, she always told me is the same thing that you told me is I test I, I went in just to test, just to confirm my, my knowledge that I knew I was positive. I knew it. I, I went in, yeah. I know I was just waiting for, yeah, yeah, you got, you know, <laughs> I ran into a wall. Yeah. Cause I have Huntington's. I know I have Huntington's, <laughs> you know, and, um, she tested me yeah, and she's like, like oh. wait, what? Yep. Yeah. yeah I like, wait, why? I like to call it early. <laughs> fake HD because I'm like okay well I guess I'm just clumsy and forgetful just because <laughs> yeah exactly so she she's the way she she talks about survivors about the guilt is pretty it's it's really interesting and um, so now let's talk about real quick about coping what ways do you find when you're overwhelmed with these feelings and especially if, so um, you have a partner that's at risk so that's going to lead yeah. into guilt as well that that's something that we we don't hear about as much um I, my husband passed away of Huntington's. I feel so much guilt um, for so many things. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can go on for hours on the show about things I feel guilt about through the 14 years of us living with HD. Um, uh, I don't think we walk away from this journey without feeling guilt. Um, yeah. I think it's impossible. Um, but I think that, um, you know, so you having a partner at risk, that that's, that's a that's definitely possible um, present. I mean, uh, future guilt. Even if your partner tests negative, I mean, you're you're looking at future guilt, right? Um, yeah. Negative or positive. Yeah. So, but when you're feeling overwhelmed with with a feeling of guilt or a feeling that comes out, how do you cope? What are things that you find? You said counseling. Um, is it exercise? I mean, obviously, you're a runner. Um, uh, you know, what ways have you found help um, cope with your, your mental health and you getting through? Yeah, I think that um, personally, usually my method of coping uh, through my life has been keeping busy, which most people laugh at because I am a, an extreme busybody. Um, <laughs> but um, I kind of got to a point where that didn't really work so well, but I do, I think that my time serving on the NYA board and getting involved with projects Mm -hmm. and doing like our 12 days of NYA fundraiser and like creating new and different things and 
working on videos each convention, doing those kind of things, I realized that keeping busy maybe wasn't a method of always coping, but maybe a method of avoiding. And so now I'm realizing that sometimes I do have to just sit with those feelings and just lay in bed all morning. Um, and I think, I think acknowledging them is really important um, because if you kind of mm-hmm. deny them, they kind of sit there and fester. And so yeah, I have a really great network of support within the community. Um, and then for my partner, um, obviously I couldn't get enough of HD in my life, <laughs> but uh, you know, we talk about, <laughs> we talk about um, always acknowledging them. Um, you know, like sometimes I'll call her and I'll say, Hey, you know, today I thought about like, like, you testing and what could happen with that and you know she'll say okay um how are you feeling now and I'm like well it's making me worried and you go okay and and that's it and then we kind of acknowledging the feelings kind of gives them a breath where you're able to be like okay I'm thinking and feeling this and now it's going to pass um which maybe sounds like counterintuitive because you think if you just ignore something it'll go away um but I think acknowledging it helps um and then as far as I have a mm-hmm. dog and he's basically my whole life. Um, so <laughs> he helps me a lot. Yeah. And we go for walks and hikes a lot. So I enjoy doing that. Um, sure. Running is a, is a like hate relationship. And uh, I like it because it actually does do a lot for my mental health. Um, but, uh, and then after the marathon though, I just kind of like stopped. I was like, oh my gosh. But, well, I ran a half after the full and then I ran another race. And, um, so I've been off the bandwagon for a while, but I got up and ran two miles today. So I'm like, I'm getting there. <laughs> but I do realize oh, that it does help me to have, yeah. <laughs> but I do realize for me, it helps me to have like kind of some kind of schedule and order to things. And I think that keeps me on task. Because as much as, like, I think when I have these feelings of anxiety or grief or, you know, feeling waves of depression, um, I do kind of need to sit with them for a while so I have time to acknowledge them, but then do something um, physical, something active to be like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, folk all day. I've acknowledged them, and the feelings are going to pass if I work through them. Yeah, sure, yeah. We... We started introducing into our, our education series. We travel all over the United States. Um, we actually are coming to Michigan close to you in mid-year. Um, but we, we started doing the, you know, the survivor's guilt and grief session, and we partnered with Psych, uh, Psych Now um, for the coping mechanisms of, of you know, grief and guilt. And it's so funny what you're saying is it's, it's exactly what it says. It's like rec- the number one is recognizing the feeling, acknowledging the feeling. Like that was like the number mm-hmm. one. And then like, you know, and then right down there is getting involved. Like you have to yeah. be involved with something um, because when you give back and you help, it makes you, it makes you feel like you, your purpose, I would imagine, like sometimes if you would test negative, maybe you feel like, okay, my purpose has always been to have Huntington's, right? Like, that was my purpose. I was going to live my journey. I was going to live like my family does. This is what we do, right? Um, and now what's my purpose? Well, Huntington's, you're, you're, like you said, you, it will be with you forever. Um, you may be a caregiver in the future. You have a family, you know. So being able to help and push forward and move forward to, to push for therapies and the cure and awareness and support and resources, 
I mean, it's so important um, to keep going for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think that. Well, it's um, so interesting. Not, okay. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead because I was it, it was kind of off subject. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was going to say that um, I think that like right now I'm trying to kind of reevaluate what are my next steps um, because I served on the NYA board and then I aged out. So now I'm kind of in this, like that was my purpose and where I belonged. And now I'm kind of trying to reformulate where I fit in, in terms of, you know, the HD world. Um, Cause I do, I, I live for, for youth affected by HD. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I've always just wanted to be that person in someone's life that I wish I had in mine and you know I meet these kids who are way younger than I was when I got connected to support and resources and you know coming out of the woodworks of being like well I thought my family was the only one affected I'm like join the club but there's actually a ton of us and so getting people connected to each other and resources is just so important to me yeah yeah I I think that it's so I what I love about HDO I you know we we partner with HDO in all of our education events and things like that yeah I think it's and I'm sure the NYA is the exact same way I, I'm just not as familiar um, what I love about them is that I always see like you know getting to work with you know Kat and Seth and um, BJ and everybody um, you see that here was this they were they were a part of all these youth groups right and they've aged out and they've grown and now they're like running it and it's it's just so neat to see, um, and I'm sure the NYA is the same, to see that this they're running. Because who better to run these organizations, right, and run these, uh, these programs than people that actually understand um, yeah. what those children sitting there looking at you need and, and what they're feeling. Um, yeah. So that, that's one thing I do love about HDO. I love <laughs> to watch um, – them all interact because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, now they're, they're grown adults. Right. Um, right. Uh, but um, yeah, I love it's so, it's so interesting. Such, <clears throat> sorry. HDO is such a, like, a wonderful group to partner with. And um, we do. Yeah. Seth was like one of the first people I met at my first convention. And, um, and then, um, you know, we'll do our, our NYA retreats and uh, Chandler's pretty much always there. Um, and once in a while, cat, and then, you know, partnering with them to make sure that we have youth to send to their, um, camp each summer. And so I think that hopefully I'm, I'm actually moving out of the state soon and moving to North Carolina. So, um, but one of my goals, I think it'd be really cool to host, um, a half marathon for Huntington's because a lot of the team hope walks are starting to do like 5k's but I would really like to do right. something big, like a half marathon event. So I guess that's kind of on my, on my goal list. <laughs> yeah. And that will take a, that will take a, um, a quite a bit of time. So you, you'll probably <laughs> be very busy to organize these events are, are very time consuming. Um, yeah. It's so, it's so interesting. So I hear you talk. My daughter is um, getting ready to, um, to, uh, turn 18 oh my goodness and she is she is at risk and and I just I adore her. I think she's the most amazing person walking this whole 
planet. But she is, mm-hmm. and she's gay. She is. A, she came out when she was 15 um, that she was she was a gay that she was a gay woman, and she's proud of it. She came out to me first, and I thought that was like the coolest thing because that's just how we are. We're we're very. Um, where we just talk about everything together. And, but it was so interesting because the public impact we experienced with my husband um, being sick was just so, so strong, right? He had horrible Korea gait. And um, when we were still trying, you know, we lived life and we traveled all over the world and uh, we did all this before he was too sick. We knew he'd be too sick to travel eventually. So we just traveled everywhere and, and, the, the public impact was just horrid. Um, people said yeah. the most horrid things to my husband and our family about him being drunk and this and that. You know, we, we dealt with, I can't even tell you how many, I almost got kicked off a cruise ship because I almost um, <laughs> went crazy on a security guard, uh, which is not, wasn't my finest moment. But it, it definitely, and so when my daughter came to me and knowing she's at risk, knowing the public impact, I remember we were right kind of in that phase of the strongest public impact where my husband was still um, still active, walking, driving even a little, um, and working, and we were dealing with it really hard. And I thought to myself, oh, honey, I said, you know, I, I'm so proud of you, and I love everything about you, but you're a gay woman that now you're going to have that impact, right? And then you yeah. have the HD you know, impact. And I was so worried because she's my baby, and I want to protect her from, mm-hmm. from the horrible world sometimes that we live in, right? And uh, and she so she just came out to me that she wants to do civil law. She's going to law school to study civil law. So now she's really freaking me out because now she wants to do civil rights. And <laughs> I told her, I said, you are trying. You are trying to kill me, woman. Um, but no, she is the most am- she is the most amazing, amazing person. Um, but it's so interesting. I worry for her. Um, she's so strong. And uh, I mean, this she is just she's amazing but I worry about public impact uh, and I worry about the world we live in um, and the judgments and the stereotypes and but I know she will conquer and I know that she will she'll push on and do amazing things to in this world but um, talking you, you were talking about your girlfriend and your partner yeah. um, do you there's a lot of public impact with goes with both things you have to be a very strong person to be completely yourself nowadays right yeah, and I think that I think the biggest thing that impresses me about the HD community in general is that um, through that I have met some of the most compassionate, loving, beautiful souls that I've ever known. And I think there's something about, um, you know, like HD. HD sucks. Period. Like that's about it. Yeah. HD really, really freaking sucks. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm kind of a silver lining person, but I also think that you know. Um, with everything that life hands us to hands to us is about what we do with it. And I think that as much as HD has taken away from us, it's given us so much in return. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people I've met are just some of the strongest souls that could take on the world and yeah. um, do, do whatever they want to do. And it, it definitely sounds like your, your daughter's most certainly, most certainly one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I think that, I think that um, I always say the most amazing people in my life are, are is my HD community, and um, I, you just you know we work with other um, disease communities, uh, being in the nonprofit space, and there isn't a community like us out there. Um, and I mean other community like uh, you know when I talk to leadership in other communities, 
uh, they're like the Huntington's community is very special. I said, yeah, we, we definitely yeah. are um, <laughs> special, special people. We just need to get, we just need to cure this disease and then we can all just yeah. remain friends and have it over, have it done. Well, that's, um, that's a which, thing uh, is I think yeah. about, it'd be so great to like have a cure, but then I'm like, well, can we still like have convention? Can we, can we still do those things? Even <laughs> we could turn it into like a history one right like the history you know (laughs) they have history conventions we could just make it history of hd (laughs) um but yeah well thank you so much for for coming on with us melissa and um i hope i get to meet you in person one day um and um i definitely hope my daughter can meet you i i think you guys would I think you'd really enjoy talking to her. Um, you both sound, you both are amazing. So, um, yeah, definitely. Well, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Um, not too much. I think that just, I, I feel like the purpose of life is to cope. And, you know, with different things thrown at us, um, especially with Huntington's, you know, coping, being able to cope is, is such a strong skill to have. So I think it's important to, you know, always acknowledge what we're feeling, respect what each other's feeling, um, make sure that you have support and resources in place. And just remembering, I think my biggest lesson is that, that I've learned is that love is definitely not conditional. Um, I've seen some of the most amazing examples of love within the community. Um, and even in my own life with my girlfriend, um, you know, just knowing that regardless of if and when she decides to test, um, that, the love I have for her is, is permanent and um, and not conditional based on that. Yeah. And there's a good message to leave with for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much again. Um, I, I don't know when the show is going to air because we have pre-recorded it and it was a off the cuff show um, that I threw in there, <laughs> but hopefully we, we air it the next uh the next week or so um saying that um any announcements i have the only announcement that i i do have is that we are starting our um education series our first out is march 14th it'll be in sacramento california uh we rented out a ship which is very interesting um so we are going to have an education day on the water on a ship um it'll be really fun um it's it's very ada compliant we've checked out all the stuff to make sure that everything is very comfortable for the families um and it is uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so please come out with us. We're going to have a great education day, tons of amazing speakers, um, and then follow it up with a night event with, uh, you know, live music and dancing and a lot of fun. So mark your calendars if you're in the California area from March 14th. This is a free event, as always, for our HD community. Um, all events, Health for HD events, are free of cost to you. Um, we also may be pushing out some scholarships. Um, we will find out in the next two weeks. Um, so keep an eye on the website for that. Um, besides that, any information coming out, you can always follow us at www.help4hd.org or on social media. Um, really exciting news came out from Wave this morning. We opened up our email at Help4HD, and we had this really exciting uh, press release that came out. So if you have not read it, uh, you could ha- you could go pretty much anywhere. It's all over the place right now, but it is on Help4HD, um, the cover of our website as well. So promising news, uh, hold tight to hope, and uh, everyone have a safe week. So until uh, next time, stay safe, and thank you so much again, Melissa. Thank you.